Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City, and I'm broadcasting tonight from the bright red desk on the Upper East Side of the Isle of Manhattan in the city of New York on the country of the United States on planet Earth. And it's a beautiful, beautiful Sunday. Happy April Fool's Day. Happy Easter. Happy Passover. Happy Spring. It, the world is an abundant place. And uh, this week we have a one-page week. Never let a one-page week fool you, because this week we have a lot of stuff going on. And I'm going to do a little shout-out to Devin, who I had a lesson with this morning, and she said to me she was listening to some other astrologer whose name I don't remember, otherwise I would give her proper credit. And that astrologer said, hey, think about what was going on at Christmas of 2013, because that's back up again. So for all of you, uh, and so we went in our lesson and we looked and I went, ooh, I remember what happened in Christmas of 2013. And it got me off on a tangent during the lesson. But also, you guys think about what happened in Christmas of 2013, December 2013, because there's a re-echo of it. There's an echo. And we do this with astrology. The heavens kind of send us little messages and they kind of flow across our face and we go, huh, huh, yeah, I remember that. So, you know, the last week was the full moon in Libra, right, at 10. And Libra, of course, is relationships. And Aries, of course, is sex. And it harkened back to the new moon in October of 16. Uh, and that's when uh, Stormy Daniels got her payoff. And then there would have been something last June. We don't really know what it is. But now we're in the full moon. We got Anderson Cooper interviewing her, right? And that's all the week. We talk about that all week, right? So now, this week, we have the Mars-Saturn conjunction. And it's a pretty big one, all right? Now, Mars is out of bounds. And when a planet's out of bounds, it acts in a different way. It, It can go rogue. It doesn't have to follow the rules. It can follow the rules. It can pass for other planets and look like them. But it also can do a little wild stuff. So all of you that have been feeling kind of blocked, kind of held back, kind of frustrated, kind of this last week, this week Mars leaps over Saturn on uh, Tuesday, I think, Monday, Tuesday, let me look when he leaps over Saturn. He leaps over Saturn on, um, on tomorrow at 11.44 in the morning, and then he's free. But he also, when he leaps over Saturn, he ends something, and he begins a whole new story. And he goes, okay, I'm done with that old story. I'm ready for a new story. Time to go, time to go, time to go. And he's off and running. And he's out of bounds. He's exalted in Capricorn. And he rules the Aries planets and the Scorpio planets, of which there are many. So now, all of a sudden, all the blockades and the sense of feeling frustrated and held back and you know, just kind of cranky crabby, um, that's gone. We're going to lose all that. It's going to disappear because Mercury, the Sun, Eris, and Uranus are all going to be answering to that Mars and Cap and Jupiter and Scorpio going backwards. Now, what's also going to happen on Monday and Tuesday is the Moon is going to be in Scorpio. So before Mars jumps over Saturn and says, bye-bye, blockades, He's going to get fed a little juicy energy from the moon in Scorpio. And then the moon in Scorpio is going to feed Saturn a little juicy. And then they're going to, they're going to go, what? What? 
and then Mars is going to jump over Saturn and gallop off into the distance and take you with him, leaving behind what's ever been blocking you and holding you back. So this is a really powerful week. It also, whenever planets join, ba-bum-bum-bum, it's a conjunction. That was supposed to be the law and order noise. Ba-bum-bum. I'm totally blank. You know what the law and order noise is. You know when they go boom-boom-boom, and then you cut to the new part? Well, boom-boom-boom. Mars-Saturn, new cycle starting. Mars around how you take action. Saturn around your karma and your work. We've been nagging you all last year. What's your vision? What's your vision? And what's your vision, what's your vision? And now we're getting into the vision part. We're going for it. We're going, yes, this is my vision. This is what I want. And so that sense of frustration and being held back and kind of frustrated. You know, I was just talking to a client right before I hopped on the phone, and she said, yeah, my whole office is quitting. Everybody's going. i got to follow my path. i got to do my thing. i got to go for my vision, my passion, my whatever. And off we go. It starts this week. Yes, you ready? Are you ready? It's going to be fun. And it kicks us into a whole new area, right? Because the Mars-Saturn releasing the frustration, then Mars is going to come along very quickly and square, uh, activate, move along, zoom, zoom, zoom. And Saturn, in a couple of weeks, on uh, tax day, is going to station and go backwards till September. So the barricades are lifting. We're galloping across the big guy, the big ring guy. We're all going to ride that little Mars out of bounds, leaping across him. So do watch for some big leap to happen. And then when Saturn stations to go retrograde on the 17th, tax day is, you know, the 17th because we have that thing, Emancipation Day in, in Boston. Thank you, Boston. You make us not have to pay our taxes on April 15th anymore. Um especially when it lands on a Sunday. Uh, so we leap over that barricade and run for it, run for, the, run for the heavens. And so this week has a leaping quality where we're going to really feel set free. Um, and or we're going to run into, you know, smack dab into a barricade, whack our knee on it or something, because it is a sign of knees. So do be careful with knee accidents this next couple of days, because Capricorn rules knees. But as Mars leaps over Saturn, it should make everything feel like, oh, okay, we're ready to go. Right? We're ready to go. It's time. It's time. We've got to go. And, of course, the Aries planets report in. Now, the other thing that happened is Mercury's still retrograde. So we got the ghosts coming back. And the ghosts are coming back through the 15th when Mercury stations to go direct. So we still have lots of ghosts. But now the ghosts have changed out of angry ghosts, which they were last week, Venus and Aries, they were angry ghosts. And now they're money ghosts, they're Taurus ghosts, because Venus is in Taurus and Mercury is in Aries. So Mercury, of course, answers to the Mars and Capricorn, leaping over the barricades. But Venus last week was pretty mad, but now this week she's moved into Taurus. So now she's going to be nice and pleasant and friendly and related and she did that yesterday, and she's not nearly so mad. She's not nearly so, I mean, she's, you know, when she's in Aries, I would, mad maybe is not the word. She's just getting stuff done. You know, she's just kind of checking off that list and going fast, not necessarily being social. Now that she's going into Taurus, she's going to be a little more social, a little more pleasant, a little more connected and related, and a little more polite, good food. Um, you're going to find the food tastes really good for the next month or so while Venus is in Taurus. 
And she's moving into her beauty phase. Now, Taurus, of course, sun doesn't get there for another 18 days, um, 18 degrees. But Venus, of course, is starting it. So we should start to have the weather get a little nicer and the days be a little more balmy and kind of feel a little more connected. In the meantime, you're still going to be hearing from your ghosts. And I do want you on this time to uh, pay attention to what the ghosts are saying. So in my case, I got an email from somebody today, uh, this morning, that really pissed me off. And I was muttering and muttering and muttering and... And then uh, I had my lesson with Devin, and she said the thing to me about December December 13. And I knew what had happened then. And I knew it was related to the nasty letter I got this morning. Now, what the nasty letter was was actually a forward of an email from somebody... To somebody, and I was mentioned in it, not in a very nice way. And I was, and I thought, oh, okay, that's what this is about. This is pointing out to me Christmas of 13. I got it. I know what the story was in December of 13. And I understand why this is pissing me off. And I understand now what do I want to do about it, right? So the energy is very kind of invitational. And it's very, watch what comes across your desk. Watch what emails you get that make you mad. Watch what notices you get. Watch what words you hear, you know, because they can make you a little a little stressed or a little anxious or perhaps a little annoyed because Mercury is still in Aries going backwards and he's poking, he's provocative, poke, 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 poke. And he's moving back towards a square to Mars, poke, 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 poke. So now, do I write a nasty email? Do I do anything about it at all? Do I simply wait? Well, you know, I'm an astrologer, so I pay attention to the aspects. I know this was poke, 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 and I know what it was poking on because my friggin' Mars is seven degrees Capricorn right there, just getting a Mars return. And I'm like, all right, we're going to be a little, we're going to think about this, Miss Anne. We're going to think. And so watch the energy this week as it poke, poke, pokes at you, and it goes poke, poke, poke. Because what it's trying to get you to do is to look at your choices. First of all, look, pause, take a moment, pause, pause, pause. Remember, Uranus is the last degrees of fire stirring the pot stirring it up going yeah don't you want to don't you want to fight with me and maybe you do and maybe you don't and maybe you want to think about it before you go down that path what's the point right what's the point and and really be strategic about it because right after mars hops over saturn mm-hmm, next thing he does is he runs into pluto now that's a little ways away but he's going to Come to Pluto soon, right? And so he's starting a new story, and he's asking you to be exalted. He's asking you to be out of bounds, to take the path that's the home run rather than the line drive into the stands. So, yeah, I could write a really, you know, I could I could handle it a number of ways, including writing an email. Uh, and I, I kind of went, all right, let me just think about this. I don't need to take action on this. It was told to me for a reason, it was told to me for me to grow. And so what you hear with Mercury in retrograde in Aries is designed to provoke you and get you to grow. It's kind of a little snip, snip, snip. 
So I had somebody come here the other day. We were going out for dinner, and I have a big plant in my house <laughs> that is very old. It's like I got it when I'm my 40th birthday. So it's this big plant, and I just kind of throw water on it and leave it in the light, right? And so this person talks to plants, and she's like, "Can can I can I cut some leaves off your plant?" And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, well, you know, I kind of commune with plants. I'm like, yeah, sure, go ahead. Cut the, you know, cut the leaves off. I'm, you know, I'm cool. Plants not, you know, you're doing it. I'm not. (laughs) And the plant is like really happy today because it got some of its leaves cut off. So you want to kind of think of what you want to cut off (laughs) that's maybe been growing in your house for a while or growing in your life for a while that maybe needs to change, needs to shift, needs a new, needs a little dose of life, needs a little oomph. And so she went after that plant with some scissors. I don't know how much she cut off because I didn't look. I just kind of went off to the bathroom and got my keys and put my shoes on. And then she carried the leaves out and threw them down the garbage bin. But that plant looks happy today. It looks a little happier. So watch what you want to cut out of your life or what you want to move or you want to shift or you want to change because that's also important with this Mercury and Aries kind of pushing, 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 and inviting us to shift, inviting us to change into some new thing. So even though it's only a one-page week, it's a very big week because Mars is leaping over Saturn out of bounds, and there's some other cool stuff going on too. So let's talk about the moons. Happy April Fool's Day for everybody. Um, So today Mercury went combust the sun which makes also, while Mercury is combust the sun, that means it's within 17 degrees of the sun, and that means everybody thinks they're right. I'm right, you're wrong. I'm right, you're wrong. And so you have to kind of honor that everybody's in the mood to be right. And you might not agree with them, but they're going to think they're right, and they aren't really interested in if you think they're wrong or not. Um, And that's okay. That's kind of adding into this Mars jumping over Saturn energy. And saying, okay, I'm ready to leap my bounds. And as I jump over you, Saturn, it's kind of like passing go in Monopoly. You get 200 bucks, and you get out of jail, and you go off into the next section, right? Remember when Monopoly, and you'd hit that corner, and you get the money? Kind of like a payday. But a new story starts. That happens on Monday. So the moon today at 6.57 in a few minutes goes into Scorpio. And it's going to be in Scorpio tonight. And tomorrow, and it goes void at 12.06 p.m., this is East Coast time, on the 3rd with a conjunction to Jupiter. So moon in Scorpio is its detriment, but it also is deeply, incredibly passionate moon. A little paranoid, a little suspicious on a bad day, but also deeply psychic and very aware. But it got a good closing aspect. That's for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday morning. Then the moon is void all day, um, Monday, sorry, tonight, Monday, and Tuesday morning. Then Tuesday afternoon and Tuesday evening, the moon is void from 12.06 on. And the moon goes into Sagittarius on Wednesday the 4th at 2.55 in the morning. So it's in Sagittarius Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and it goes void at 9.36 in the morning on Friday with a trine to Uranus. So there's a positive energy on Thursday, Friday, and through 9.36 in the morning on Friday. Then the moon is void from 9.36 in the morning until 2 o'clock in the afternoon on the 6th. And it goes into Capricorn on the 6th, Friday. And it's in Capricorn Friday afternoon, Friday evening, all day Saturday, all day Sunday until 10.40 p.m., 
when it goes void with a square to Uranus. So the weekend is breakup day. Weekend's breakup, Friday night, Saturday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Big breakup weekend, April 7th that weekend of the the seventh. A lot of breakups, a lot of emotion a lot of emotional endings. We're done, we're gone, we're finished. I hate you. Leave me alone, right? But the first part of the week is clarity. Clarity, Scorpio clarity. You might find out some news. You might get some information. You might get an you might get car you might get a copy of a nasty email about you sent to you. <laughs> and then you might have an emotional reaction. And then you have to figure out what you want to do with it. Right, because that's the that's the next part, that's the sage part. Now, when you get to the weekend six, seven, eight, you want to kind of go, hmm, yeah, hmm, okay. Now I'm not so happy, right? And that's the energy of the week. Now the week the, during the week, Monday is super busy because Moon and Saturn hop over Mars, and uh Saturn moon hops over Mars hops over Saturn and then Mars hops over Saturn right so so it's a lot of emotions especially in the morning and then kind of a clarity and then Tuesday Wednesday kind of quiet from the moon's point of view Thursday is a little bit of frustration but not bad not horrible frustration just kind of you know not you know just run of the mill jeez louise mercury retrograde frustration however Saturday Saturday is hopping a lot of energy, Capricorn moon, a lot of moon energy, working with the sun, working with Venus, a lot of energy, a lot of harsh energy on Saturday, but productive towards breaking you free of things you need to leave. And then on the uh, Sunday the, the 8th, that's a busy one, and that's got a lot of uh, new beginnings as well as some endings. So it's beginnings and endings uh, on the week. So the moons are interesting. It's in Scorpio, which is intense and passionate. And then it's in Sag, which is freeing. And then it's in Capricorn, which is time to restructure. So the sun goes from uh, 11 Aries to 17 Aries. And it has, uh, you know, the combust sun today, which we talked about. And then tomorrow on the 2nd, it has at 4.15 in the afternoon, uh, East Coast time, and just kind of think of it as the day, the sun trines the nodes of fate. And the sun is in Aries, trining the nodes of fate in Leo. So this is an important forward movement with your life on the direction of where you want to head. And, of course, earlier in the day, Mars hopped over Saturn and said, okay, now you're free to go. Then uh, the sun is parallel uh, Mercury and very busy with its uh, energy of connection and combustion and encouragement. It gets a little blindsided uh, on the fourth. Uh, it doesn't really see something coming. There's been stuff brewing, and maybe it's heard about it, but it hasn't actually done anything about it. And so now it has to actually do something about it. And it either does it on the fourth or it does it on the sixth, but it's not ignored. And then last but not least, uh, there is the sun is biquintile Jupiter on the fifth which is a really positive aspect for creativity. And so we want to kind of look at the sun. Now, remember, the sun's in Aries. He's answering to Mars, who's been free from his frustration, who's galloping away out of bounds and free. I have a friend named Sonia who has a big dog named Merlin, and Merlin is a Grand Pyrenees. And this dog, man, he sees an opening. He's off. He's off to it. And so we're all going to be galloping away like Merlin does when he sees a hole in the wall. Mercury is still going retrograde, goes backwards from 10, 
58, almost 11, to 649. So it's going backwards, boom, 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 boom. Mercury has a lot of very crabby aspects this week because he's in Aries. He squares Mars on the 4th, and he squares Saturn on the 5th after he gets some really disturbing news on the 2nd. So he's got Mars opposite Neptune, contraparallel Neptune. So he, he gets some news that he's not real happy with. And then he's square to Mars and he's square to Saturn, which makes him uh, take action. He's a little cranky. But he also is working on, you know, kind of a new project here. And then he has blindsided a little bit by Venus and, and what the energy is. And he also has a sesquiquadrate to Jupiter. Uh, remember, Jupiter's retrograde, so there's some interesting news that he's getting. And that square of Mercury square Mars, Mercury square Saturn, very strong energy around um, how we move forward and what we do. Now, Venus, and of course, Mercury's retrograde, so this is your ghosts, and they may be angry ghosts, or they might be people that are mad at you about stuff. <laughs> uh, and you just kind of go, yeah, I did that. I, I know, I, and I made you mad, did I? Cool. I don't really care, or I do care, but I don't care a lot. So it's, you know, just watch for that, you know, you know, that that kind of energy, especially you can have it with siblings too because Mercury is siblings and communication and emails. Venus this week, a little slow, uh, she, but she's moving along. She goes from two to nine. Taurus, she can go a little faster, but she's just, you know, having a good time, walking along, eating good food. And she's got a semi-square to Juno, so she's really not in the mood for relationships. Or people saying, oh, we have to be in relationship. And she goes, no, not so much, not so sure. I want my freedom. I want to be able to drift. And then she has a square to series, so she's really not into creating what you want to create with her this week on the 4th of April. And then she has a trine to Saturn on Saturday. So that's positive. On April 7th, she, she trines Saturn. She's in Taurus. He's in Capricorn. They have come up with something they can work with. Now, remember last month they were having that fight when Venus squared Saturn. Now this week, this month, this week, she says, okay, Saturn, I can do that. So this is an offer, or re reworking an offer, or coming up with a different version of the author. Mars goes from 8 cap to 11, 12 cap this week, and he's out of, you know, he's leaps over Saturn, dum 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 dum, and that's it. He's just moving free. He's just galloping away into the dark, not having a whole lot of problems until he has the fight with Mercury on the fourth. But you know, it's more Mercury being mad at him. Mars really doesn't care. Uh, then Jupiter has a, an aspect to the nodes of fate on the 6th. So he's going to be inviting you on Friday to make a choice about what you want to do. And he's going to invite you to try the south node. And you want to say, I don't really want to do the group thing. I want to do my own personal thing. I don't know that I want to slip into that south node and get lost in the group. I think I want to... I think I want to go towards, well, you know, it is dissipation energy, right? So Jupiter on the south node, sometimes this is letting go of something that's dissipating for you. You know, like you let go of your alcohol issue or you let go of, your, you let go of stuff that, that takes you away from what you should be doing with Jupiter going on that south node. Then we have um, Saturn is in a biquintile to Pallas Athena, 
So he's got some pretty good ideas. He's coming up with some new strategies. And he is in getting ready to station in a couple of weeks. But he's also laying some strategy down. So this is a great week for doing some strategic planning, especially in the early part of the week, because the planets are really um, aligned for you to review, because Mercury's retrograde, to review plans you've laid before, or to come up with new plans, to review and revise plans, and come up with new plans that seem a little more um, meaningful or more appropriate or more available to you. Or, you know, just sometimes when you have a plan and then, you start to do it and you go, well, you know, this is okay, but it's not great. So like earlier this week, we were hanging pictures and we had some ideas of where they were going to go. And then when we went to do it, it didn't really work. So we kind of moved stuff around. It's about being flexible and moving stuff around and saying, well, that was the plan, but maybe now we can shift it a little. And then on the 7th, Pallas Athena and Neptune meet up. So that's when the plan coalesces. And you know how sometimes you're worrying on something or you're working on something or you're trying to kind of pull it a little in the thread. You're, you know, like a necklace when it's all tangled up and you're pulling and you're trying to undo it. And so you undo it. You get the, you get the solution to that necklace, that thing that's been a little tangled. That happens on the 7th when Neptune parallels Pallas Athena. You see the pattern. You understand it. You get it in a new way. You're able to work with it. And then Vesta, interestingly, Vesta enters Capricorn. And she is going to be in Capricorn until December. I mean, she has a little retrograde there in back into Sag. But basically, she's in Capricorn until December. So Vesta in Capricorn is a simplification of your home and hearth. It's really a great time this week to simplify, especially with Mars linking over, leaping over Jupiter, to simplify your life to say, okay, let me just kind of focus on what's really important and simplify and clarify. Vesta is the home and the hearth. Now, it also is our bodies. I, I like to think of Vesta as the body. So simplifying what the body needs, cleaning out your house, cleaning out your car, cleaning out your garage, simplifying what you need, simplifying your food, simplifying your focus, simplifying and clarifying, and allowing her, as she's in the sign of Capricorn, with Mars and Saturn both in Capricorn, encouraging her to simplify and clarify. So I know in my case, I was kind of cleaning, I cleaned up the refrigerator, and I was kind of thinking about, okay, you know, I work best if I see the food when I open the door. You know, if it's in the drawers, I don't always open the drawers. And I made some potatoes, sweet potatoes last week, and I, you know, they just kind of were sitting in the drawer. I thought, you know, if I make those into something and I open the door and they're sitting there looking pretty at me, and it's simplifying and clarifying, cleaning out, focusing, figuring out what that looks like. And so Capricorn Vesta wants us to simplify, simplify and clarify. And then uh, Pallas Athena has a quintile to the note of fate, inviting you to make some really important pattern changes in your life. And Juno has a biquintile to the note of fate, inviting you to partner with things that help you get what you want. So it's a really interesting week. Um, so between the frustration of the Mercury-Mars-Saturn square, but the feeding of it with the Scorpio jumping over, and also the understanding, the bigger picture. You know, what is the bigger picture of your life? Where are you going? And now it's time to go. 
So Mars is on that Saturn. But before we go, I do want to do a shout-out. A couple of you were wonderful and uh, uh, bought tickets for my assistant Rose's play and a couple people that were out of town. Thank you, Billy Joel, and thank you, Kathy. Uh, donated to the the the, uh, um, the production, and um, most appreciated. Rose's play is being offered. <laughs> my assistant Rose, my wonderful assistant, we're planning a wedding here. Except it's not a wedding; it's a play. And I want to say, plays I think are harder than what I've planned a lot of weddings. But I've never been involved. I mean, I'm not really planning the play. Rose is doing all the work. But, like, you know how, like, when you watch The Bride and all they have to go through? <laughs> I've decided I have great appreciation for my producer friends. They really work their butts off. So, anyway, any rate, Rose's play, Jane Austen's Persuasion, available on the Internet. Look for Rose, Sarah Rose Kearns, is being offered next Monday the 9th. you got another week. I'm going to promote it next week, too. Um, and, uh, you know, go, support Rose. She's a budding playwright. This is her first play. Well, I mean, she wrote some when she was younger, but this is her first grown-up play after her Saturn return play, and it's based on Jane Austen's Persuasion, and uh, it's $25. I had the price wrong last week. $25 um, for a ticket, open seating. It's down at the Gramercy Players Club in New York in Gramercy Park. And uh, on that note, I wish you all a great Mars jumping over Saturn. And I want you to kind of imagine yourself being released and set free in your Capricorn house to go pursue your path, your work, your love, your life, your desires. This is the time. It's getting, you're getting released into the beauty of springtime. And I wish you all a great week and big hugs and lots of love. And um, catch you all next week. Take care. Bye.